My family immigrated to Israel from Poland in order to escape Hitler. I interviewed my dad to speak on their experience since they are no longer with us. They left Poland because Hitler was just around the corner, uh, was taking over Poland, and the Polish people were very nasty to my parents. Uh, my father told me that uh, uh, he couldn't look people straight in the eye. They could turn him in for anything. Because he was Jewish? Because he was Jewish. Um, and so he joined with a group of people, like a kibbutz, which is a community farm in Poland. And they finally got arrangements to leave Poland. I'm not sure how they traveled there, but I believe by ship. And... Uh, they arrived in Israel in 1936. Why did they go to Israel? Because they're Jewish, and Israel at that time was the promised land to the Jews. Um, when they got to Israel, were they welcomed by the people that lived there already, or was there some discrimination? No, there was no discrimination in Israel uh, at the time. What about by the people that already lived there? Uh, like the uh, there Palestinians? Were, there were many uh, Jewish people living there already. Mm -hmm. uh, since the 1800s, even, no, much sooner than that, thousands of years ago. Um, and they lived peacefully with uh, the, uh, uh, the Muslim people in that region. Uh, there was always a Jewish um, population, a good population in the. Uh, was it was called Palestine at the t at the time. My dad speaks Hebrew as he would if he were a ten year old child because he stopped speaking Hebrew as regularly when he was ten, because that's when he became fluent in Hebrew and when he moved to the U.S. He didn't necessarily lose his language, but he lost the growth of his language. He doesn't have an accent anymore, and when my mom met him 32 years ago, he didn't have an accent then. Hebrew isn't a widely spoken language, since the only place it is an official language is Israel, which is a small country. There aren't many people who speak it. The way of growth of the language is from Jewish parents teaching their children Hebrew by speaking it to them, growing up, or putting them in Hebrew school. Unfortunately for my siblings and I, we were not taught Hebrew because we weren't in a school where we were taught taught it or where we had any Jewish friends. My brother learned to read it for his bar mitzvah and so was I, but to a lesser extent. I chose to take a Hebrew course in college, but unfortunately didn't carry it on. We learned that learning a second language supports academic achievements with standardized tests, linguistic abilities, higher scores on ACT and SAT tests, as well as reading abilities. It also provides benefits that affect atti attitudes of other students to other cultures. Because I took a Hebrew class in college, I became more interested in my own Jewish and Israeli culture. I also took Spanish in high school and became more interested in learning about Spanish-speaking countries. I was able to go to Spain and learn about Spanish culture because I took Spanish class. Okay, so why did you leave Israel? Well, first of all, my father left Israel in 1956 
to see his relatives uh, who ended up in Cuba. So he visited Cuba right before Castro took over. <clears throat> and uh, he also visited with my mother's relatives here. And in New York or in Seattle? Uh, he traveled pretty much all over. He He did go to Mexico. He went to... Cuba, uh, he lived in New York for a while, he was in Seattle, um, and finally in 1958, my sister, my mother, and I flew here to New York, uh, where we left our, our brother behind because he was in the military. Uh, and he was going to come later. We uh, lived in New York for, I, I can't remember, like three to six months in Brooklyn uh, in an apartment. And then we packed up and we came to Seattle by train. So okay. that was, my, my father was living in, in New York at the time. And you all moved to Seattle together? We all moved all to Seattle four, together. Four of you? Yeah. Okay, so uh, when you came to America, uh, was there any discrimination against you? Like, I don't know, like maybe um, any anti-Semitism in the U.S. that you experienced? Not that we experienced, no. Um, did you have any fear that there would be? Not at all. Um, did, well, did you have any other kind of discrimination being um, an immigrant or um, not knowing English? Uh, personally, my parents put me into a Hebrew school here where half the day was Hebrew and half the day was English. Um, and obviously I, I was fluent in Hebrew but didn't know any English. And the kids in my class um, were bullying me because I didn't know English. That that was my personal issue. Uh, did your did your teacher treat you differently because you didn't know English, or did your teacher try and help you? Oh, the teacher uh, specifically, or the teachers always tried to help me. Okay. Um. How was it overcoming the language barrier? Did you, How long did it take you to learn English? Uh, it took me pro probably a year to become a little bit more fluent, but still with accent. I watched a lot of cowboy movies or shows and learned how to say, yep. <laughs> And uh, the, watching TV actually uh, helped me in my English. Okay. Um, do you feel like you lost your language, like your Hebrew fluency, because of because you learned he you learned English? No. Do you still feel like you're just as fluent in Hebrew as you were? <clears throat> yes, I left when I was ten. What's a ten-year-old? Talk so you like. think you speak like a 10-year-old in so Hebrew? I speak like a 10-year-old in, in Hebrew. Okay. So I am fluent in Hebrew. 
Um, in, uh, wait, so were there any specific factors that helped you when you arrived in the U.S.? Like, did going to a Hebrew school, you think, help you in a certain way uh, to, like, maneuver your way into American yeah, culture? because it was a Jewish school, so um, I, I knew about the Jewish laws and uh, uh, the, the Jewish faith. So it was comfortable for me because my other relatives from Seattle also went to that school. So we all did things together and we understood the, the religions, uh, the religion and the holidays. Um, and, uh, you know, I hung around various people and uh, we eventually we moved to a an area I met a friend who was not Jewish, um, and uh, we became f- close friends. Uh, up until today, we're still friends, but he does live in Germany right now. At that point in time, I wasn't really sure. I thought we were visiting uh, my father because he was here two years. You thought before. you were going to go back to Israel? I thought we were going back. I wasn't really sure. I uh, felt like uh, I just didn't know. Um, finally, after years of being here, I guess we're here. And so, uh, do you think that um, you just like? Do you think you came for like economic reasons, or do you just not really know why? I really they decided to come yeah. and stay. You just don't really know. I really don't know why. Uh, Economic uh, could have been uh, one of the issues. Um, at that point in time, things were a little bit tough in Israel. T- taxes was very high. Uh, Israel was always on the lookout for wars that may occur. <clears throat> so a lot of taxes went into um, into the wars that, that Israel needed, um, equipment and... Um, it was it was hard. It was hard for my dad in Israel, too. Okay. Because you have white skin, do you believe that you were treated better than immigrants who come to the U.S. who don't have white skin? I came here um, uh, as an immigrant, yes, I was, and I held a green card. Um, I was more or less, uh, I was documented, um, so I can't compare myself to... Um, people who come here from places such as Mexico, and some are not documented. Um, So, uh, you know, I didn't know how all that worked out into the immigration part of it and how I got the green card. I think we had a little help from my my uncle here in Seattle. Um, And we were accepted uh, pretty easily. Okay. Can you explain your education as an immigrant in the U.S.? Okay. Uh, when we came to New York, uh, when we lived in Brooklyn, I went to school uh, over there to a public school, and I didn't speak a word of English, but obviously my teacher gave me homework to do, but I couldn't understand the homework. But luckily, the teacher was probably Jewish, 
so she spoke Yiddish, which is the language, a Jewish, old Jewish language. And uh, I did not understand, or I not understand Yiddish or spoke Yiddish, but my sister was a little bit better with, with it. So the teacher would give my sister my homework assignment in Yiddish, and my sister would give it to me in Hebrew. Uh, but we lived there such a short time in, in New York that really my education really started here in the Hebrew school. Um, and, and it was tough. It took me a year to understand English. Um, once we arrived in Seattle and I attended the Hebrew school, um, and slowly I learned words, sentences, and at one point in time when I, when I was, at first I was in that school, then I was supposed to go into fifth grade, but the first month I ended up in the first grade sitting in these tiny chairs and tables for first graders, and I was the tall the tall kid um, and eventually then they moved me to the fifth grade and uh, in Hebrew we don't have that sound which is the th sound the and the teacher sent one of the students out in the hallway to teach me how to say the th sound like the and he told me he kept, he kept saying the, and I went duh. So I wasn't used to that sound. Uh, so there was difficulties initially to learn the language because of certain sounds that just don't appear in the English language that I'm accustomed to in the Hebrew language. Um, and uh, by watching TV and listening to people, I finally learned the lingo and uh, got more comfortable. But it took me a good year to um, become accustomed to listening and speaking a little bit of English. Pause. So when did you become a U.S. citizen? Did your whole family become U.S. citizens? Uh, eventually, everybody at, at different times. When did you become um, a U.S. citizen? I became a U.S. citizen when I was 21. Why didn't, like, why did it take so long? Um, Just because you didn't think you needed to be, or? I, I wasn't really sure. I always thought that I would go back to Israel. Um, I really... Um, I really was not sure. And what about your sister? Same time as you? Yes, about about the same time. And then your parents? My parents a little bit later. The kids first. Um, we all had uh, green cards at the, at the time. Um, and I was 21 and uh, my cousins were 21. And we all did our citizenship together, pretty much. Was it pretty easy to get your citizenship? Yeah. Um, when did you apply for it? 
Like, when um, you were 21 and when you I got was, it when you were 21? Yeah, when I was 21 and uh, applied for it through the immigration department. And uh, uh, they had a very uh, simplified test. You know, it's like they wanted to know the, the, the uh, forms of government, the judicial, executive, and so on. Uh, the questions were like, "What's, who's the president's name at, at that at that time?" Mm-hmm. Things like that, simple questions. Okay. Well, how did becoming a U.S. citizen impact your family at all? Like, did it change much? Did it make you feel like, <clears throat> I don't know, no better in uh, any way? No, it was pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, I was here so long. I was here uh, about as long as I was in Israel growing up until I was 10. And then I was another 10 years older here. So I spent half my time here, half my time there, only over there as a child. And over here as becoming more of an adult. And Can you explain the impact of the Holocaust on you and your family? Ever since I was a child... Uh, <clears throat> we always we we learn about Hitler and what he did to the Jewish people, and uh, it was it was always an impact with me, but never knowing gr- grandparents, um, and knowing that I lost family on my mother's side and my father's side um, that were people that were left in Poland. Um, and even coming here, being Jewish, you learn more about uh, the Holocaust. You learn about, uh, um, you see films about the Holocaust. They weren't so pretty. Um, and it just makes you wonder about your your past family, which you never knew. I think the older I got, I got more information, I think, here than in Israel, because in Israel it's a natural known fact of people that have been through the Holocaust. I remember just you know taking a bus ride with my mother anywhere in Israel and you'd always encounter people with numbers on their arms and you know where they've been mm-hmm. and you know that they've been through something uh, because tattoos were not, those are not just plain tattoos those were forced tattoos numbers mm-hmm. um, that's how they kept track of everybody my father came to the u.s as a kid and before he came here he didn't really know what america even was i asked him about his education on native americans when he was in the u.s and he said did you learn much about um indigenous people or like uh like the american indian yeah um the only really things that I learned about the American Indian 
or Native Americans. Or, or Native Americans was really what I saw on TV. And mm-hmm. at that time, there was a lot of programs and shows. And obviously, it was black and white. And it was about cowboys and Indians. Yeah. And I didn't know much about uh, the... Uh, American natives at that point in time at all. Um, so you didn't really learn in school kind of like that you uh, were on their like land or anything like that? Or did you ever go, did you ever see like a reservation or anything? You just It was just kind of like off your radar? It was basically off my yeah. radar because okay. I, I didn't really understand... Um, coming to America or the United States was really um, a new, totally new experience as as if I just flew from somewhere to the moon. And Mm -hmm. I never even knew America existed when I was in Israel. His ideas on Native American culture was from what he learned in movies in which Native Americans were not portrayed in a positive light. I was taught about Native Americans in more depth than he was, but still in not the most positive light. It was in more of a neutral light. I hope that in my classroom, I'm able to teach and find resources that share the narrative of the, of the indigenous people and the colonizers in the correct light. I have always known a lot about my family history because I've always shown interest in it and asked questions. I was named after my Aunt Hannah, who passed away in 1989. In Judaism, a lot of parents choose to name their child after a person who has passed away in order for their memory to live on, because it's easy to ask questions about where your name comes from. I had an interest in her since a young age, and from that I gained it interest in my whole family and asked question after question. I also knew what the Holocaust was from a young age because of this interest. I learned from my parents the basics. There was a bad man in Europe who didn't like Jewish people and sent them to camps to be killed. Once I got to middle school, we ended up doing a unit on the Holocaust almost every year. I always enjoyed learning about the Holocaust because it was something in my own family history. I learned my family history at home and at school. Although learning about the Holocaust is important, it is one of the only genocides we learn about in school, making other genocides seem unimportant or just seem like they didn't happen. It can make students believe that the Holocaust is just an abnormality of history and that it cannot happen again. It also can cause students to not understand the role other countries have in allowing genocide to happen. We have read a lot and discussed a lot about not learning your family history in school and how that creates a learning environment where students don't want to learn because they don't feel connected to the material. We read in the case study of Jasper and Vienna Alejandro Quinn that sometimes their teachers would teach the class something about Native American history that wasn't true or was taught in a negative light against Native Americans. It's important to learn about your specific family history or history of your culture because it helps you become more engaged. When learning about the Where I'm From poems, we learn that a teacher who takes interest in their students on a more personal level creates a positive classroom environment. As Linda Christensen said, it makes students feel significant in our classrooms because when she was a student, her teacher made her feel important by asking her questions about her family.